Welcome aboard. This is your Captain Johnny. And first mate Jess, thank you for joining us on our chaotic journey through fan fiction. This podcast will contain adult situations and themes. I would strongly suggest using caution when listening in public. But what do I know? We do not own these stories or characters. They're just along for the ride upon the ships of chaos. Hey, this is Johnny. Welcome back to the Ships of Chaos to our loyal listeners. And if you're just tuning in, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the podcast. We're so happy you found us. How was your week, Jess? Uh, you know, so this should be the week after Halloween. Uh, um, Halloween is exhausting. <laughs> I heard, um, you know, my daughter dressed up as a rainbow unicorn very magical. <laughs> I I dressed up as Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Very with, sexy. With a medical mask that said out for a walk, bitch. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um and you and your brother went to a haunted house. You want to tell us about that haunted house? Uh, we went to a haunted house. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where cuz I don't want y'all to know where I'm at. <laughs> But it was pretty cool. They had ghosts and things jumping out at you. And it was a little bit more scary than in my own hometown. We went out of town for it. But it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Have you been to this, this one before? No, this was our first time going to this one. First time, yeah. <clears throat> I wonder how much with COVID and everything going on, how much they had to change, like, from their original plan. Yeah, they had, like, masks were mandatory, and they were only Mm -hmm. letting, like, two people in at a time, and... Makes it spookier. Yeah, one thing that was cool is they had some, like, elements at the haunted house that were very, that were based off, well, I wouldn't say they were based off, but they had some elements in there that were definitely Teen Wolf elements which was really cool that is really cool it's it's always cool like how world small the world is like what you're currently talking about is just something that is everywhere it's so cool I I went yeah I went and saw uh love and monsters and love and monsters definitely had some radio tower elements to it I was really excited about that we have it on our um to watch list so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited to see it looks so good so I'm just really excited about so much that is coming in this story as well as things that are coming out in theaters and I actually have not watched any of Teen Wolf this week because it's been so busy getting ready for Halloween. There's a lot going on yeah uh yeah do you want to jump into the story you want to just get to it we'll hit our summary um yeah jump right in Give us a, give us our summary, Jess. So last time we finished chapter two. Yes. And we saw our boys kind of bridging a little bit of a gap, starting to talk to each other and earning a little, gaining a little trust here and there. And I think they started their preparation for their road trip. Not yet. Not yet. They were talking about it, talking about the items that they needed to do. Was chapter two, part two, 
they were gardening. Were, were they working in the gardens? Chapter two, part two, was when Styles decided to take his bath in the, the river. Oh, the bath. And he yeah. was all vulnerable because he stepped out of the water completely naked. And there was Derek just kind of not caring. Yeah. And if I recall, did they hear something? They felt like something was coming. They heard the wind chimes, which Styles had set up so that if anybody brushed against it, like it a would warn him. And it turned out to be a deer. Okay. And then they were concerned because he hasn't seen animals like deers come his way in a little bit. Yeah. So they were concerned about what was bringing the animals their direction. Yeah. And if you remember, Styles had a very disturbing nightmare. Mm, I don't remember the nightmare. Fill where, me in. Where Derek, in the nightmare, he saw like Derek as one of the bone men and he clawed his insides out. Oh, yes. The, and it would have been the same claw marks as like the mountain lion had given him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did he open up his wound? Do I remember that or am I making up my own plots? <laughs> <laughs> he did not open up his wound. Okay. So, but that nightmare led to him like waking up and not wanting to go back to sleep. And then he turned around and Derek was in his wolf form. Oh, sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Well, sleeping, yeah, in his wolf form. I do. I remember this. I am, <laughs> I'm in the story. <laughs> okay. Do you remember, I remember now. Do you remember what happened after the wolf form? what he did um he let styles touch him yes yeah nuzzle like touches his snout right his nose yes yeah so. which is a it's a big sign that he trusts him for any animal to let you touch a face in that vulnerable state so yeah it's big news for our boys yeah i know when i try to touch my dog's nose he immediately goes on to his stomach Oh, yeah, yeah. They, oh, they just yeah. want belly rubs. Rolls over so I can pet his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just want those belly rubs. Yeah. And I think I think that's it from chapter two, part two. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Let's get into chapter three. We are going into chapter three, part one, which is called Purple Fields. Purple Fields. Purple fields, purple <laughs> fields. <laughs> Prince, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. I heard Jerry Je Jeff Walker died. I'm really sad about that. I'm, where is he from? He was a folk singer from like the 70s. Uh, but anyways. I didn't. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Styles had found a house that hadn't been in too much of a state of disrepair. It hadn't been looted for a start, unlike the houses in a lot of the places he'd passed through. He might have said it was a nice, quiet house on a nice, quiet street, except pretty much everywhere was quiet now. An older family had lived here, he thought. It had that mature but cozy air to it, and the master bed had looked clean enough, so he'd taken... The opportunity to clean his sleeping bag and curl up under the duvet there. It'd been dusty but serviceable enough after a shakeout. 
Mm -hmm. He'd woken with a start with no recollection of dreaming, but with a heart that raced in his chest nonetheless. He'd clutched the duvet to his chest on instinct. Staring around in that instant, confusion of his whereabouts he still wasn't used to. Still breathing a little ragged, he padded quietly into the bedroom to find his now dry clothes and sleeping bag that he'd hung up along a makeshift washing line across the room. Pulling on his clothes, having long learned to always be pre prepared for a quick getaway, he repacked the sleeping bag and carried his duffel down into the living room. The family had left everything behind. Styles couldn't help but think that maybe they'd never come home at all, never packed up their valuables and headed for safety. <laughs> there were family photos on the walls, laundry in the washing machine that reeked from being left and a station wagon parked in the garage that he'd siphoned fuel from earlier. There was a little food in the cupboards, nothing much, but maybe they'd just gone out for groceries and just... There was a big squashy corner sofa that he settled back into, legs outstretched as he stared at the blank television. There was a big mirror over the fireplace and it filled him with unease to see the shadows of the room and the dark open doorway reflected in it. He hesitated before snatching the tablecloth from the dining table and hooking it over the mirror. He took slow, hesitant steps backwards, questioned his sanity, and then still closed the door for good measure. So wait, he's seeing his own reflection, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That just makes me so sad for his mental state to have that kind of reaction to his own reflection. Okay, but so I'm sure we'll get insight of how long he's been alone at this point, but I have to imagine it's quite a while. This is probably definitely before he found his studio tower, so mm -hmm. it has to be at least what we, it was eight years? Eight oh. years ago when he lost his father, two years then, ago when he found the radio tower. Okay, so I would say between eight, no more than eight years that he had yeah. been alone? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, poor guy. Yeah, I, I think, like, he's covering the mirror because, one, he, it's, like, just reminder that he's alone, and, two, the yeah. shadows probably dancing across the mirror don't help because it's in the middle of the night. Yeah, it, it would definitely make your mind start to wander and go to dark, dark places. Yeah. Pathetic, Stalinsky. Pathetic. How have you even survived this long? He resumed his seat on the couch, but found his eyes riveted to the pale white cloth hanging over the mirror. It was almost as bad as seeing the half-imagined reflections. In the darkness, it looked like the ghosts he and Scott had dressed as with wide sweeping arms ready to swoop. He closed his eyes determinedly, forcing himself to breathe, breathe even and steady. One, two, three, Four, he'd already packed the ridiculously preserved cupboard foods the family had left. They must have had a son about his age because the smaller bedroom had, a, had held a few comics and books he'd stashed too. Five, six, seven, 
eight. Each breath came a little easier. He forced himself to go through the calming exercises that his childhood therapist had taught him when he'd started having panic attacks after his mother had died. He started with his toes, slowly relaxing them, then his feet, his calf muscles, his thighs, every bit of him, inch by inch. It took a few tries for his brain, which kept leaping back into fl flight mode at every imagined noise in the house, at the feeling of being watched in the dark. But he must have drifted off in the end because he didn't remember getting to his fingers during his, the exercises. When he woke next, it was still mostly dark with just the slightest gray light outside signaling the dawn wasn't far away. He squinted, realizing he turned his head in his sleep on the comfortable couch to face the windows. The diminutive light was creeping around the edges of the dark curtains. Though he was slow to wake, his senses sluggish with exhaustion, there was something wide awake and screaming at the back of his mind. The alarm growing fiercer and fiercer, the more thoroughly he woke. A frown creased his brow as he tried to place it. It wasn't like the sensation of waking after a nightmare and scrambling for the bedside lamp to chase the last of the demons away as you called for your mom or dad. But there was no bedside lamp, no electricity to light the room, no mom or dad, no nightmare. Even he was pretty sure. It was like he'd woken from his calm sleep in the nightmare. His fingers curled by his cheek as he drew in a breath. That feeling wasn't going away. His chest felt tight as if something were pressing on it. His limbs felt heavy, no paralyzed, and he squinted hard just in case he was still dreaming. His entire body flexed, fingers curling tight but unable to rise further. He drew breath into his tight lungs, gasping as if the air were too thin and it took all his strength to turn his head. When he did, his heart stopped. Oh my gosh. I'm having anxiety for him. <laughs> it's just so, like, his fear is just so, like, you can feel it. I can feel how scared he is, and there's nothing you can do. Like, you have to fight against it. And then I am doing my job correctly. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I just want to get, I just want to give him a hug and a bat. <laughs> a bat. Yeah, he needs that bat. A shadow loomed over him in the dimness, a hulking, unnatural shape of pale bone with twin, twin crimson flares within. A scream worked its way up his throat and got stuck as suffocating as the fear. He flailed or tried to, but was frozen in place by the cre creature's piercing glare. His heart hammering so fast now he thought he might actually die from the shock. He was trapped in the dark with the shape of his nightmares. In horrifying slow motion with blood rushing like a tempest in his ears, he watched as the clawed hand pinning him in place rose, poised to strike. His eyes widened and there was a brief moment, a beat where the creature tilted his head the way a scientist might as they considered the subject they were about to 
to dissect. It was long enough. A scream tore from Stiles' lungs, and he threw himself sideways, seizing the base of the low glass coffee table and swinging it with all his strength. It crashed into the creature's legs, glass shards making it stagger, stagger back. Stiles drove over the armchair that sat adjacent to the sofa and snatched up his duffel. Leaping over the blanket of glass, he aimed for the door. But as he swung toward it, the creature lashed out, swiping for him. Its talons snapped shut around air. Lines of searing pain blazed across Stiles' face, the claws renting his skin like paper and sending him reeling back with a howl of agony. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry I had to do that. (laughs) How are you feeling? Uh, you know, I, I, I have a lot of anxiety for Styles. <laughs> I'm glad he was able to, like, get up and move. And this is a flashback. Right now, it feels like a flashback, but yeah, it's it a could flashback. also just be. It is an official flashback, or is this a nightmare of something he's kind of imagining like he did with <clears throat> Derek becoming the Bone Man? Well... You gotta, I mean, it's very realistic, so it has to be a memory. It is a memory because you remember he has the claw marks on his face. He has the That's scar right. across his face. So it is I, I, I was still placing the claw marks at the event with his dad, but now I'm seeing that it was blazed across his face. Yeah. The, I mean, the yeah. Claw marks were later after, his, after losing okay. his dad. So, but yeah, it's wow. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay, you ready? I'm oh, I'm ready. Do 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 do. Are we going forward? You know, I got the do 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 from uh Wayne's World, Wayne's World, yeah. But I'm just saying that makes sense for back in time. But if we're reversing it, do we need to go backwards? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. When Stiles woke, drenched in sweat and his throat raw, it was to the side of Derek sitting up, up, Derek tight, (laughs) up tight. All those muscles are up tight there, Derek. (laughs) Woo, woo, wee. When When Stiles woke, drenched in sweat and his throat raw. It was to the sight of Derek sitting upright on the floor, watching him silently. He'd gotten away that night. He knew he had. The scars on his face that he traced absently in the darkness were proof of that. And they were also proof that nightmares had been real. That the dark place his dreams returned to more and more often lately were real too. And in, his, and in the dreams, he never escaped. He never had escaped, really, he supposed. The bone man haunted him every time he closed his eyes. Derek's gaze remained on him, and when Stiles met his eyes, he found a knowing, equally haunted look. They both knew. They both felt the, sa- felt the same. 
Neither of them spoke until the sun came up. Oh. So, yeah, it was a dream, but it was also a memory. <clears throat> so, do werewolves, can they sense other people's dreams and feelings? So he was able to absorb Styles' pain when he's in pain, right? So now Styles is having a nightmare. Does Derek have the ability of picking up on that nightmare? He doesn't know what he's dreaming of. Like, he ha- doesn't have the ability to know like what... see what, the vision. Yeah. Okay. But he can, like, werewolves... Feel the fear. Yeah. Werewolves can feel the fear. They can feel the... They can hear the heartbeat speeding up okay. and the anxiety. So... And he, and it's so sweet. He, they stayed up together. Yeah. It kind of just, meh. <laughs> but yeah. Derek, Derek woke up when he woke up and it was a dream, a very, very bad dream. Yeah. Uh, if it, and it sounds like a dream that he keeps reliving and that has to be a terrible way of living yeah and something that like we need to like zone in on there is like these dreams just recently started happening like he he said here like the the dreams are happening more and more since Derek showed up oh very interesting I I lost my place oh nope okay you're at the yeah, I'm at the little little mar- my little marker. Is this a move in time? Do 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Do 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 do. There it is. <laughs> Styles laid the strips of jerky in the container he'd steam sterilized as best he could, and dried be- beforehand, thinking absently of his mother and how, when she was alive, their kitchen had always seemed stacked with Tupperware boxes. She had been great at budgeting and making things stretch just that little bit further, seemingly out of nowhere. He supposed that's why he'd collected the boxes while he'd been running back and forth from the nearest town when he'd first set up here, when the Jeep had still been running. It was an old habit that she'd taught him that that had probably helped save him as much as her love of her garden had. A tired smile tricked at the corner of his mouth. His ankle felt fine, and there was only the barest ghost of an ache ache across his chest now. A little tightness across his skin where the claw marks were, were healing, but he felt shattered with tired. He caught Derek watching him from where he, he was adjusting the struts of wood that formed the makeshift rack over the f- smoking fire bed where they were drying the food. Derek had clearly done it before, and while it felt like blasphemy to dry the vegetables he co- he'd cultivated, I, I love the word blasphemy. It's such a fun word. <clears throat> it is a fun word, and it looks so cool written out. <laughs> yeah. They almost had the last lot done now. The one, he wondered if Derek's sense of smell is what made him a dab hand at it. If he could smell when the food was done. The dreams. Oh, wow, no. That's the Joker, not Derek. (laughs) (laughs) The dreams, they're getting worse. Derek offered a statement, not a question, 
As he kept his eyes in the surroundings, he mopped up to help maintain the temperature over the food. Styles hadn't noticed until they'd started drying the food just how diligent Derek was about the fire. The candles upstairs, any naked flame, and couldn't help but think that he knew exactly why that was. Dragging a hand up from the base of his neck over his too long hair and rubbing in tired frustration, Styles just dipped his head. Yeah, there, yeah. He'd had them often enough over the years, but not every night, not every time he closed his eyes. He was 30 years old. His life since he was 14 had been an exercise in constant vigilance. Constant, constant vigilance. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bad eye booty. Yeah. And yet he'd never felt as exhausted as he did now. It felt like something was pressing in on him, a constant worsening weight on his chest, slowly but steadily suffocating him. He swallowed, rubbing a hand at his throat, Absently, only realizing his fingers had wandered unwittingly to his scarred face when Derek came to stand in front of him. Slowly, as if believing any sudden movement would break Stiles' tentative trust in him like Stiles was the wolf, Derek lowered himself to his hunches until their eyes met. His face was a little grubby from the smoke, streaked with a light sheen of sweat, but his eyes had never looked more bright. Styles took up the map he'd been working over before he had the dried meat to box, feeling oddly exposed under the gaze. I think I've got our most basic route set out, he said, dragging a fingertip along the path he'd drawn in pencil. Big crosses marked the places he'd known to avoid from his journey years ago, as well as the places Derek had said were more dangerous are blocked from abandoned cars. He set the map down on the makeshift tree stump table and used the fill Tupperware to pin it in place at the corners against the breeze that was picking up. He chewed at his thumb knuckle as he concentrated on the path. This isn't the most direct path, Derek said, a question in his voice as he shifted round to Styles' side so he could see the map properly. He sat on the same section of nature-felled tree as Styles. The hesitancy in their proximity had become less and less as the days since they met grew closer to two and a half weeks. It was nothing, no time at all to grow comfortable with someone, and yet it was also a lifetime for Styles. He wondered if it was for Derek, too. He'd been away from the settlement for six months and likely hadn't seen anyone since. He still moved with del deliberate slowness, though, like Stiles was a skittish deer he didn't want to spook. Stiles watched them sliding up out of habit to trace the lower fleck of scar tissue across the edge of his jaw, deep in thought. Derek reached out to touch the big crosses at various towns and cities. Derek reached out to touch the big crosses at various towns and cities, the little petrol can doodles that marked where they both thought the most likely places to siphon some fuel would be. 
Everything seemed to stop at the messy, at the small messy sketch of the animal skull. Right over the town, Stiles had last encountered one of the bone men. Stiles' mouth was suddenly des desert dry, and he didn't look up when Derek reached up to hesitantly squeeze his shoulder. They're like big panther skulls or something, Stiles murmured, the dark, hard dots in the sketch that were the creature's eyes staring up at him like they were a conduit of sight for the real thing. Bears, I think. I can't seem to do er Derek right today. Derek offered and Styles didn't look at him then, surprised by the quiet confidence in that correction. Derek gave a sheepish smile. I was a science major, you know. Or I would have been. Biology was my main in interest, animal and human. I graduated early, but I only had like a year or so of college before the world went crazy. <laughs> Oh, wow. Our boy is a smart. I also feel like biology would be very helpful in this, like, alternate universe they're living in. Like, this universe. Because yeah. then he would know, like, the biology of animals and being able to at least understand what needs to be healed on a human body. It would have helped him in, in uh, when he was helping Melissa at the... Melissa at the settlement. Yeah, at the settlement in the little makeshift yeah. hospital. Yeah. And he graduated early. He's very smart. He graduated high school early and started college. Smart dude. Unlike me, who graduated late, <laughs> but still went off to get eight years of college and a master's and a bachelor and two bachelors. So, Johnny, I am very proud of you. That's mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, it's big. It's a lot. Yeah. Not that my two bachelors and my masters helped me with anything. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You were smart, Stiles said, unable to help the surprise in his voice. Derek scowled at the tone, and Stiles laughed apolog apologetically. <laughs> Sorry. It's just I figured you were a jock with a sports scholarship. You're sort of the type, you know? What, muscles? <laughs> Eric's tightly drawn frowning fade. Type? He repeated. Style shrugged. You know, athletic build, good looking. He really hadn't meant to say that last bit, but he hoped it escaped his lip with enough casualness that he could breeze over it. He knew a beat of mortification at his own lack of brain-to-mouth filter and added hastily, just keep the conversation moving far away from that little slip. We were all about lacrosse in Beacon Hills. You sort of look like you could have fit in with our star players. I played basketball in high school, Derek offered with a shrug like it didn't matter. It didn't now, Style supposed. So smart and athletic. Way to ruin the stereotype, dude. Styles complained without meaning it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear like the sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what you said earlier with like yeah. smart and muscly. <laughs> so smart and all those muscles. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint. 
Why am I sounding like the Joker instead, Derek? I don't know. I don't know. See yeah. on your mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have been thinking about Heath Ledger all day. Yeah. So. My friend, uh, not my friend, my brother was like, when we were driving to Plainview, he's like, who is Heath Ledger? And I'm like, oh. what? Tell me. Like, I was like, I have, like, the, the date he died tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> my gosh. And I was like, like, 10 things I hate about you. He's like, I never saw it. I'm like, I love you. I love you, Tommy, but oh my goodness. <laughs> He needs to live a little bit. I have to give my brother a movie education. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, back to the broadcast because we got off topic again. <laughs> I'm going to start at the last sentence. Sorry to disappoint. There was definitely a smirk in the corner of Derek's lips and Styles was about to tease him for it when it faded at the sight of something else on the map. Derek's mouth moved soundlessly for a moment before he asked uncertainly, What are the little stars for? Styles looked, knowing that of the handful of little scratch stars Derek was focused on, the one in Calmore. A fair diversion from the most wrecked path to Aurelia Lake. It was a place that Derek had only mentioned in passing once a few days after his arrival. Uh, I think it's... That, yeah, that's Derek speaking. Okay. Sorry, I had to make sure it was Derek speaking. One day, a couple of survivors stumbled across a few of our scouts. Said they'd seen someone that matched Cora's description with a guy about her age back in an abandoned homestead in Calmore. Derek had said, his mind evidently far away, considering the possibility that his little sister was alive somewhere, somehow. Cora was with her boyfriend that day, not at the house. He said with an unspoken yet obvious implication of that day being the day the bone men had killed his family and burned the house to the ground. Said it with a shrug that belayed Belied, I don't know. Belied the hurt, pensive expression on his face. Isaac was a good kid. I thought initially, if they were together, they might have had a chance. Derek didn't speak for a long time, but when he did, his voice was a little hoarse and almost inaudible. It's not on the most direct route. It's only a day or two. It's only a two-day diversion, and we have enough food if we're careful, Style said. I think there are a few good siphon points, too, for fuel. If your sister isn't there, the other stars, there were, I think, the most likely safe places are that we could check, places they might have set up already. Derek pushed away from the map then, head, heading back to focus on the drying vegetables and the low curling heat below them. He didn't turn back to Styles as he said, She's not out there. I've been to Calmore. She wasn't there. Styles rolled up the map, indifferent to Derek's pessimism. So we checked the other spots I marked. You came all the way out here, Derek. We have to look. She probably set up nearby if there 
was a good water source like other survivors suggested. She's dead, Derek said, too quick and too terse. He was still facing the light tendrils of smoke rising from the improvised surround. He, he'd constructed it from sheets of corrugated metal that had once formed the original tower occupant's supply shed. It made a good enough smoke cha chamber to help the process and seemed to be enough for Derek to focus on, to use an, as an excuse to avoid Stiles' gaze. Stiles regarded him carefully before saying gently, Derek, you don't know that. Give him a hug, Stiles. I know, right? He just needs a little love. Ah. <sighs> Uh, I'm not sure how Derek would feel about a hug. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, probably off-put about it, but might give him a little bit of comfort. Derek is not exactly... Touchy-feely. Touchy-feely. The one time he actually has any touchy... That Styles even touches him in comfort, he just places his ham hand on his shoulder in season three. Oh. So. It's, it's, it makes me so sad that he, he's not starved for touch because people could probably give it willingly to like rub against his arms and muscles and whatever. He just doesn't want it. And that's sad. I don't know. He has sex with some, pr so some pretty, pretty people in Teen Wolf. <laughs> I am so far behind. <laughs> but sex is not comfort. No, no, not necessarily. It's well, physical, it can be. but can be. It can it's be. But physical comfort, but I think he needs a little bit of emotional yeah. support. Where were we? So where were we? Derek whirled around to face him and Styles jerked at the sudden movement. Derek's expression was a raging storm, ferocious yet transparent and unable to disguise his anguish. She's dead. Derek all but snarled. If I didn't find her in six months, what makes you think we're going to find her now? Did I do that well? <laughs> you did. Because you, ne you should never give up hope unless you have the concrete evidence in your hands, Stiles said quickly, hearing the echo of his dad in his voice. He talked like a cop. Even after all these years, he realized... I thought I'd lost my dad forever eight years ago, and then you showed up and told me he was alive. You weren't looking, Derek retorted. I've been looking, Styles, ever since those survivors came to say they saw a girl who called herself Cora that matched her description. I haven't stopped looking, and I've not yet even caught her scent, okay? She's dead. Styles felt frustration and understanding warring in himself. Look, he began, I know what it feels like. No, you don't, Derek cut him off, because you haven't seen what it's like out there. There's a reason no one would come with me to look for her, because they knew what I didn't want to accept, that even if she had been alive a year ago, she definitely isn't now. They hunt any sapient being, they hunt us. Don't you get that? Whatever those things are, they've obliterated everything. 
I just want to give you an applause. That was a very angry Derek, and you are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bow. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I'm preening. <laughs> Dials leveled him with a cool look. You don't think I don't know what it's like out there? He asked Isley. What do you think I've been living up here or something? Playing house? Derek seemed to start from his defiance at that, at Stiles' argument. It was as if Derek was so used to half a year of telling himself searching would be a fruitless effort that hearing someone argue against that was shocking to its core. Derek had almost been arguing with himself just then. Stiles realized he hadn't expected an answer. Stiles reached down for the bowl of the fruit they, ha they hadn't been able to fit on the rack and offered it up. Derek just stared at him as if Stiles were a com completely unexpected, straight and slowly stepped closer. The ferocious hurt in him seemed to extinguish like a flame. Yet when their fingers brushed as Stiles passed him the bowl, Stiles felt the spark of static at this contact. He felt it all the way down his stomach, tugging somewhere beneath his ribs. Derek took the bowl, but didn't take anything from it. Just looked into it as if it held advice for what to do or say next rather than fruit. Some of, some of it they were going to take with them to eat fresh for as long as it lasted on the road. The road to find Derek's sister to reunite Stiles with his dad. In the end, Stiles cocked his head to the side as he looked up at him. I do get that you don't want to have hope. That's part of why I didn't want to believe you at first about my dad. When Derek didn't visibly shut off at that, Stiles pressed on. If you thought it was impossible, why did you even try to look? Derek raised his eyes to him, though he was a good six feet... <laughs> He's not a bit good six feet taller than him. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, wowza. That'd be like Hagrid to Harry Potter. Nope. <laughs> Though he was a good six years older than Styles, with a few gray flecks in his beard and a weary look on his face. Okay, so earlier this week, I was looking at pictures of Tyler Hecklin, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like his newer pictures from 2020. And he's got, he's got like a really bushy beard right now. Cause he's, mm, he, actually said in an, he actually said in an interview, I just don't feel like shaving right now. Um, I don't, I mean, it. I quit shaving my legs, so I get it. <laughs> Anyways. But like, if you look at the pictures, you can see like graying in Tyler Hecklin's beard and I was looking at these pictures and I'm like, oh my God, he's graying in his beard. And his, my best friend's like, we're 33. I'm already graying in my hair. Don't judge him. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my, so my husband's the same age as all y'all. And uh, when his beard grows in, he's got grays. So yeah. it's, uh, it's just the age. I mean, he rocks that, that gray in that beard though. I like. He looks so good with it. My hair is dyed like black and red because mm -hmm. I don't want that gray. 
Oh, I, I had to put highlights in my hair because I get a lot of grays. It's bad. We're growing older. <laughs> I, Definitely yeah. no ju judgment to Ty Tyler Hecklin for a little oh. gray in his beard. He looks so, he makes it look effortless. <laughs> oh, he's so good looking. He is a very hot man. He is. Oh, I, I, I tagged him in one of my tweets today saying, go listen to <laughs> Chaos. I don't even, I'm not even offended by his bushy beard. Like some men just, they can't pull it off and he's got it. He's like nailing it. I, my, my, my whole theory is some people look good with beers. Some people don't. Some people look good, clean shaven, and some of them should really have a beard. They need a beard to like look okay. <laughs> like my brother, like he has like a really bushy beard. He, he's 30. He's three years younger than me. He's 30. Mm -hmm. And he has a really bushy beard. And if he didn't, he looked like he was like 16. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. some people really need that beard. <laughs> they need that beard. What was I? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start that sentence over. Derek raised his eyes to him. Though he was a good six years older than Styles, with a few, few gray flecks in his beard and a weary look on his face, his eyes looked young and afraid. It was like he was waiting for someone to tell him it was all right to have hope. It was the least Styles could do. If you hadn't heard my broadcast, you'd still be searching for her, wouldn't you? You don't want to give up. Not really. And I'm not going to let you. Styles boxed the last of the fresh, fresh fruit up and rose, intent on carrying them up to the tower to keep them cool until they left. Then Derek started forward, and the action, after years of vigilance, made Styles turn. Constant vigilance! Constant vigilance. I th I think Moody would tell them constant vigilance constantly if he was here. There was a moment where they just stared at each other before Derek found the words. I didn't mean that you were some clueless kid, Derek said without inflection. The map, the greenhouse, the tower, it's not everyone could have made this work, could have survived. Like this, you were so resourceful and smart. You came a long way, alone, when lots of people could have given up. I sounded like really Southern there. <laughs> Styles gave him a rueful smile. I resent the implication that you don't know how I've survived this long, <clears throat> he said. And then, exp then his expression softened. I thanks. I guess I'm not, there were times when I thought nobody was giving me a damn medal for not giving up, you know? Some days I thought about it, but you did it, Derek said, as if hearing Styles put himself down or even implying it was not to be born. It takes a lot of strength to do what you did. Derek's lips parted in reply, only to close again without a sound. For once, he really couldn't think of anything to say in the best possible way. He ducked his head, a little sheepish at the reverence in Derek's soft voice, before turning toward the ladder once more, boxes tucked into the bag to make carrying them up there easily. 
That night, Styles dreamt of them again. He woke up in a shuddering cold sweat, fingers clasping at the sheets like a child, knotted until the fibers burned in his taunt knuckles. He swallowed, panting for air, heart frantic. His eyes darted around the dark room in, on instinct, seeking the object of his terror. He came back to himself at the sight of Derek standing by the window. He was largely a shadow, with the moonlight illuminating his face in profile, arms crossed, expre expression pensive. He didn't look at Styles. The routine of Styles waking with flashes of the bone men chasing him into panic was probably become, had probably become commonplace to him now. Styles watched him, fingers loosening from the death grip on the blanket as slowly, slowly his heart steadied. It wasn't until his breathing had evened out entirely that Derek spoke. Something feels wrong, he murmured. Face ghostly pale under the moon's touch, profile otherworldly perfect, so that for a brief moment, Styles wasn't entirely sure he wasn't dreaming. For a moment, he knew a sense of uncertainty, sure that it couldn't be real. Derek didn't turn to look at him, just kept his eyes on the moon as if hypnotized. You feel it. It wasn't a question. Styles knew what Derek was suggesting, that these dreams were his body, his subconscious, or something's way of reacting, warning him that danger was close. He was sure it was so close he could feel it pressing on him like enclosing walls. Tomorrow, he re Styles replied, tasting sweet on sweat on his lips. We need to leave tomorrow. End of chapter. End of oh. chapter. Or end of Oh wow. End of part one of chapter three. Oh, trying to unpack my thoughts. There's kind of a lot going on, right? So we know you know, it's it's kind of cool that we have Derek and Styles sharing this experience. I mean, Derek may not know what Styles is dreaming about, but he could feel the danger coming. Uh -huh. So it's it's kind of cool to see them both on the same page and no longer like at each other's throats like they were in chapter one and two, you know still trying to get a feel for each other, but now they're like on the same page and completely understanding of what they need to do next. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool turn of events. And I know, I hope in part two of chapter three, we'll start to see that movement of them getting out of the radio tower. Mm -hmm. So. I like that uh, Styles did not like, is not letting him give up on Cora. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, I think that's what Derek needs too. He needs somebody there that won't give up that. I, I mean, if anybody could do it, it's Styles who kept doing his broadcast every day. So he needs that in his life. So did, did you like my promo of uh, episode five? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah. So they're so cute. I just love them. I'm gonna squish their faces together. So it it was supposed them. It's supposed to snow Tuesday. Oh wow. Yeah. 
So I'm glad we're getting this out tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Is that what's your, what's your current temperature? Oh, I don't. Hey, Siri, what's the current temperature right now? It's 27 degrees outside. Oh, burr. Yeah. So fall has officially started where I'm at. I would call that winter. <laughs> <laughs> we do get snow in October. That's, do you, does it stay snowy the whole time? No. Like from October to, oh, it'll come and go. Yeah, come and go. Um, I told my mom, I hope it, um, I hope it smell, uh, snows on Hallow Halloween so I can go outside and go, what's this? What's this? There's white things in the air. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I hope for your sake that it happens. Yeah. Is it supposed to snow on Halloween? No. It's, it's supposed to snow off and on. Oh. It, I, I, we don't have the forecast for Halloween yet, but like Tuesday, it's and it's supposed to start like getting down on Monday. That's nuts. Next week we'll we'll have chapter three, part two. That's that's significantly longer than tonight's chapter. Mm -hmm. Tonight was thirteen pages. Part two is twenty two pages. Okay. Uh, I tried. Hey, I, yeah. So we might have to have like an an episode that's longer than an hour and an hour. It might be like an hour and a half. I think that's okay. And, and also with 22 pages, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a lot happening. Yeah. I, I know a lot's happening. I, I know exactly yeah. what's going to happen <clears throat> in this chapter. <laughs> yeah. So that is very exciting. So I, I'm excited okay. for you to, to hear it. So. Me too. Me too. All right. So, because well, we, we can kind of tell from he saying we're going to leave tomorrow, they are going to get out of the radio, radio tower at this point. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to happen pretty quickly, yeah. too, from this point on. So. And, I mean, they have all their meats. They have their fruits. I think they're ready to go. They yeah. just they just need to do it. And it's very exciting. So, I'm excited for next week. Let's do this. Okay. Thank you for joining us on this chaotic Thursday. We want to hear your thoughts about what is currently happening in the story. Join us on Facebook in our Facebook group at Ships of Chaos or on Instagram at Ships of Chaos. And um, we will see you guys next chaotic Thursday. See you next week. And let us know what you thought about our special Halloween episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, let us know how Halloween was. And if you want to see more of these little one shots throughout the, throughout this story. So, yeah. Awesome, guys. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us on our journey today. We love any reviews, stars, downloads, and subscriptions. Thank you for listening to the Ships of Chaos. We will see you next Chaotic Thursday.